Inside the Groove is a podcast which takes a song by Madonna every episode and dissects its creative process, examining the songwriting, the production and the recording. By playing you the demos, studio sessions and isolated tracks, including Madonna's vocals, sometimes along with previously unheard takes, we explain why Madonna has been behind some of the biggest moments in pop history for the past 40 years. As Madonna's time with Warners drew to a close in 2009, a contractual obligation to release a hits compilation was accompanied by a selection of new songs from the artist. Heading these was the song Celebration, a dance floor filler which nodded to some of her biggest hits over the previous few decades. It was released on 31st of July 2009, having been recorded a few months earlier. In the charts, it did pretty well. It reached number one in Bulgaria, Finland, Hungary, Israel, Sweden, Russia and Italy, whilst reaching number three in the UK. But it stalled at only number 71 on the Billboard chart in the US, highlighting once again the difference between the European and North American market for Madonna, which over that previous decade had seen her four to the floor hits fail, but her more R&B influenced tracks a success in the USA. It was, of course, the lead single to the album of the same name, which was released in September, and that release featured songs from the star's entire career and was a global chart success, selling 4 million copies to date. Celebration is co-written with Paul Oakenfold, Ian Green and Kieran Gribben. Madonna, as was often the case, providing the top-line melody and the lyrics. I have to admit, I'm really jealous. Imagine having that opportunity to work with our favourite artist. I'm going to explain to you how those writers came to work on a Madonna track and about the other songs that they prepared, which went unreleased. It was a co-production between Madonna and DJ and musician Paul Oakenfold, a highly influential artist in the UK dance music scene, who had remixed a number of songs for Madonna in the past. The video was once again a Jonas Ackland direction, and it wasn't released until a whole month after the single. Shot in Italy, it featured Madonna's then-boyfriend, Jesus Luz. It was synchronised to the Benny Benassi remix of the song, reminiscent of an instant exactly 20 years earlier, when Madonna had swapped the soundtrack of Express Yourself for the preferred remix. A second video, which featured Madonna's daughter Lourdes and fans of the singer, came a short while after. The song has many nods to previous Madonna tracks, including Holiday and Into the Groove. It sealed the deal with Warners, but also offered the direction that Madonna's next project, MDNA, would take. Indeed, the song Girl Gone Wild may never have existed without celebration. But there's an interesting question around celebration. While it has all the right ingredients, I think it would be fair to say that it's no Madonna fans' top three, maybe not even in their top ten. Why is that? I'm going to investigate that reason in this episode. And I'm also going to play you some of the elements that never made it to the final mix of the song. So sit back, listen, come join the party as we go Inside the Groove. Hello 
I'm Edward Russell and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I've got some personal news to share. I just bought a house and I'm about to move and as you can imagine it's going to be a stressful and busy time in the coming weeks. But I don't want you the listeners to suffer, certainly not those of you who have been generous enough to become patrons. So I'm pre-recording some content that's going to play out over the coming month. More about that soon. But on to celebration, and I'm going to admit, it's not one of my favourite Madonna songs. I do like it, but somehow it didn't quite resonate on release. And listening back, I like it more now than I did back then. But there's something not quite right about it. The compilation album Celebration wasn't just about contract fulfilment. Its release would coincide with the second leg of Madonna's Sticky and Sweet tour, and this would give her some product to sell against what was looking at being her biggest tour so far. Repeating the formula of the Immaculate Collection and omitting the failure of GHV2, Madonna knew that this compilation would require some additional tracks. Wanting to go in a dance direction, she enlisted the help of friend and remixer Paul Oakenfold. In the 1980s, Paul was the A&R man for Champion Records and actually signed Salt and Pepper. He was also the British guy for Axe, Beastie Boys and Run DMC. In 1987, he travelled to the White Isle, Ibiza, to celebrate his birthday. And the music there changed his life forever. Acid, Rave and House took over the music scene in the UK. Paul began DJing in one of the clubs that was an annex to Heaven in London. And in 1988, he formed his own label, Perfecto. Now, as someone who in 1988 visited Heaven and danced to Acid Music and was obsessed with the acts on Perfecto, I can tell you I love everything that Paul did around that time. He's an amazing person and some of the stuff he's still doing today is really great, especially his interpretation of house classics in a classical style. But anyway, back to his association with Madonna. Paul remixed a number of tracks for Madonna, including What It Feels Like For A Girl and Sorry. They became friends when Madonna was living in London in the mid-noughties. When plans were made for a Greatest Hits compilation and announced by Madonna's publicist Liz Rosenberg in March of 2009, Paul's name was given as one of the people that she was planning to collaborate with. And on 23rd of April 2009, Madonna's manager Guy Oziri tweeted that the pair were in studio joking that Paul was naked because Madonna had insisted on having the heating up quite high. Madonna had approached Paul a little earlier and asked if he had any new material and that she was looking to work with somebody for an upcoming release. One of the song's co-writers is Kieran Gribben, who goes by the professional name of Joe Echo, and he was drafted in to work on the song. He told the Belfast Echo how the whole collaboration came together. I've done a lot of work with the producer Paul Oakenfold, who is a big buddy of Madonna, he said. She approached him and asked him what he was working on and if he could send us some material that she could write lyrics to. Myself, Ian Green and Oakenfold had written some stuff for Oakenfold's new album, so he sent her off between 15 and 20 tracks. Of these, she chose two that I worked on, Celebration and Broken. He continues. Basically, me, Ian and Oakenfold arranged the backing track we worked out the chord structure, put the guitars, keyboards and drums to the track, and Madonna wrote on the lyrics and the melody. 
Now, regular listeners of this podcast will know that's not an unusual way for Madonna to work. She will write top lines and lyrics to other people's chord structures or perhaps basic backing track. But it was kind of unusual for her to create something to a pretty much finished backing track. And maybe that's one of the reasons that something's not sitting quite right about Celebration. Madonna is obviously part of the song, very much so, but maybe wasn't as across the production process as she had been on other tracks. Interestingly, it's how she would go on to work on the MDNA album, and that's also not a fan favourite. Madonna's not really at the heart of the music in the way that she is on other songs, or some of those really great creative moments like Live to Tell and Like a Prayer, where she literally sat down with somebody else and they started from scratch on a new song. But there are exceptions. Songs like Justify My Love and Candy Perfume Girl, for example, are tracks that Madonna came along and sang over the top of, perhaps changing the odd word. And it may be doing a disservice to suggest that she wasn't that involved with the production itself. After all, Paul Oakenfold went on to say, She was without a doubt one of the best artists I have ever worked with. Paul also said that she worked tirelessly and has fantastic ideas and is always giving 100%. Of the sessions themselves, he says, It was very focused, very professional. When you step up to this level, it's an interesting process because you're on someone else's time and you respect that. And that's really what it's about. So I was extremely organised when I went in there with the team that I had. So, before we break apart Celebration, what about the other song they recorded that ultimately went unreleased? Well, rumour has it that it was originally an acoustic demo, and that did actually leak online. But the first full version of a leak of Broken was on September the 6th, 2010. Reacting to this, Madonna eventually gave the song an official release, albeit limited edition as part of her fan club icon, where any members would receive a limited edition 12-inch final single of the song on renewal of their membership. And this included the original extended mix and also the instrumental version of the song. It's not bad. If you want to hear it, this is what it sounds like. isn't it? It's quite derivative of other Madonna songs including familiar tropes like Fuzzy Dream, which Madonna seems to be obsessed about. But you can see why it wasn't deemed quite good enough for the Greatest Hits album. Although instead we got Revolver, which is one of my least favourite Madonna songs of all time, but perhaps we'll cover that song another time. 
As for celebration, well, the multi-track leaked online a few years ago, and it's slightly different than the version that we eventually got to hear. It's got some pieces in it that didn't make it onto the final mix, including some vocals as well, so it's quite interesting to break apart. Now, I've no idea how these multi-tracks leaked. I genuinely do not know how they're out there, how we can get hold of more, although the rumor has it that they do exchange for large sums of money. I'm just grateful that we've got some and we can discuss them and listen to Madonna's musical history this way. It's certainly the case with Celebration. And I'm going to start, as ever, with the drum tracks. Now let's face it, this could be any dance track from any point in the last 20 years. Perhaps that's partly why Celebration isn't so well loved as it could be. But there's actually a lot going on here. Celebration includes a number of loops. Let me explain what I mean. Loops are just that, they're loops of audio. It often refers to drum tracks or percussive tracks. It's used very frequently in dance music. These loops are often bought in. They're available royalty-free at a small cost for music producers to use in their tracks. This particular loop has kind of the sound of a vintage drum machine from the 1970s to it. Here's another loop. It sounds very quiet. It's quiet in the mix. It's a pre-recorded drum loop which sits underneath the main recording that's been done for celebration, adding a bit of texture to the original song. Then there's the kick drum. Producers and DJs can buy in samples like this. It sounds like I'm being really snooty about it, and I'm not at all. I'm an amateur musician, and I use this way of recording music myself. But it does feel a bit of a far cry from that original DMX drum machine for Into the Groove, or the carefully recorded live drums from Like a Virgin. Synths, drum machines and samples have been at the heart of Madonna's music for her entire career. Somehow, to me, there's just something a little manufactured about this particular track. This is the snare, and there's also a hand clap. Where it does get interesting is this particular track, which is labelled as Beatbox. I don't know if that's a bought-in loop or it's one of the collaborators on the song. It sounds great. It's certainly buried on the mix if it does get used in the final single version. And there's also, of course, a bass, but hidden away on the multi-track, and I don't think it's used at all in the finished version, is an actual bass guitar. This feels great, really organic, and something that is missing from the final mix, unfortunately. It gets replaced by a synth bass, which again, I feel is a bit of a shame, because the song is missing that human factor. Ultimately, this bass guitar would be discarded, and instead, we would get this. Then you've got some synths.
here's another one. And here is another one. Here's a luscious pad synth. Add in some sidechain compression. And Celebration also includes a number of swooshes, whooshes and other special effects such as this particular sound here. Now that's known as a riser. There's very little EDM music that doesn't include it in some form. Here's another SFX. That's white noise, the sound of an untuned television set with some filtering on it as well. Talking of filtering, that's what's going on here. Synthesizers have lots of filters on them. Cutoff, resonance, high pass, low pass, low frequency oscillators, all sorts of ways of manipulating the sound. And of course, this is the main synth riff, which sort of drives the song. You know, I set out to find out why Celebration isn't the most loved Madonna song, and listen to the multi-track, I think I'm answering my own question. It's great, but it just feels quite derivative. The only thing that makes it really stand out is Madonna's vocals. So let's have a listen. Here they are. I think you wanna come over. Yeah, heard it through the grapevine. Are you drunk or you sober? Think about it. Doesn't matter. And if it makes you feel good, then I say do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Madonna's voice has been double tracked there. If you don't know what that means, it's literally recorded twice. An organic instrument or a voice will always have a slight variation, however perfectly the person performs it the second time around. And this creates a warm, fuzzy sound and thickens the overall impact. So here's Madonna's vocal single track. There's quite a difference. I think you want to come over. Yeah, heard it through the grapevine. Are you drunk? Are you sober? There's also a male vocal on Celebration. Here it is. That's Ian Green, who's one of the co-writers on Celebration. Let's listen to a bit more of Madonna's vocals. Feel my temperature rising. There's too much heat, I'm gonna lose control. Do you want to go higher, get closer to the fire? I don't know what you're waiting for. Come join the party, yeah. Cause anybody just won't do. Let's get this started, yeah, cause everybody wants to party with you. In the studio, Madonna insists on air conditioning being turned off because she feels that it affects her voice. And the result on this particular recording was that everybody in the studio was really, really hot, but Madonna persevered. Now there's also some vocals that never made it into the single mix. You may have heard them in other remixes, but it's quite interesting. Have a listen to this section here. My body, your body, everybody wants to party. 
My body, your body, everybody wants to party. My body, your body, everybody wants to party. My body. This reminds me of the song Let's All Chant by the Michael Zager Band from 1978. Also covered by DJs Pat and Mick in 1988. But it's all about this mix, the Benny Benassi version. Madonna loved it so much she used it on the video. I actually prefer this version. Now the stems for this version have also leaked, so we can listen to the individual elements for this remix, and it's fascinating. And I'm going to create a special bonus beats episode for patrons to say thank you for their continued financial support to the podcast. Head over to patron.podbean.com forward slash inside the groove if you'd like to be one of the patrons and get this extra material. In the meantime, the next episode will be an interview with Matt Kane, author of the book The Madonna of Bolton. He'll be taking part in my new feature, Something to Remember, and telling us about some significant moments from his life and how they were soundtracked by Madonna songs. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with the Benny mix. Take care and stay safe. to the dance of life. Come join the party.